It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Um, it's the afternoon after uh, an epic heavyweight encounter last night between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. I'm joined by trainer to Deontay Wilder and long-term friend Malik Scott. Malik, it's been a while. How are you? Good, man. Good, man. Uh, hell of a fight last night. Um, those two are very, in my opinion, violently made for each other. They are um, great dance partners. Um, uh, Deontay Wilder was great last night, but Fury was greater. And, um, you know, I salute both of them. It was a great night of boxing, especially for the heavyweight division. Um, just kind of reading comments on social media, people seem to think that, like I said, your game plan was kind of not, you didn't give away too much during kind of the build up to it, but it seems like the game plan was there. It's just, you kind of explained it well there that Deontay Wilder was, used the word great and, and Fury was greater. So what is it about last night that Deontay Wilder couldn't quite kind of, especially that round four where he dropped Fury twice, couldn't quite capitalize and get him out there? What, what was the reason for that in your opinion? Well, one, in my opinion, you got to give Fury the credit of the good chin and being mentally strong enough to get up. And um, a lot of the knockdowns, well, a lot, both of the knockdowns came, um, I believe, at the end of the round. So when Deontay would go and finish, you know, Fury would slide and evade how he's good at doing clinching, and then the round would be up. Um, I think any problem that we had as far as uh, uh, game planning, as far as technicalities, anything that Deontay tried that didn't work or anything that even that he did off instinct that may didn't work for him, I believe it's just because of Fury. Um, he offset us at times, or more than at times. He's, he, he offset us very good. And um, uh, Deontay kept trying on and on and on and on. He tried to keep keeping his foot on the gas. And uh, like I said, he was great, but Fury was greater last night. And um, I, I give him all respect for that. Malik, from um, obviously the fallout of uh, Fury Wilder 2, um, did Deontay Wilder categorically uh, tell you during the build-up to this fight, under no circumstances, 
a you at any point. And I'm not saying he was in a position to be pulled out. I'm saying if you felt that he was in a position to be pulled out, that you weren't allowed to do that. I wouldn't say uh, uh, not allowed to do anything. I would say it's just cook. I would say over the years, over the years of me knowing him, um, uh, uh, one of the things he's always stood on as far as from uh, fighter to trainers or anyone that trains him or even watching other fighters and trainers relationship, he, he always said throwing the towel in with a with a, a, a knockout artist like myself wouldn't be tolerated. And even when me and him, like when I was competing and he was competing, this is something that he's always been adamant about. So it's not like a thing like um, we talked about it, he told me not to do it. Over years, I constantly heard these conversations. If it wasn't to his team, it was in conversations with me and him. If it wasn't between conversations with me and him, it was his critique on other fighters and trainers that was doing it, in his, in his opinion, unnecessarily. So it's something he always uh, stood on. It's something that I respected. It's something that, um, like I said before, uh, people took this the wrong way when I spoke on it, but with with the position that Deontay was in at the end of the night last night, that's the position that I was training him to do to Tyson Fury. I was training him to do the exact same thing. And Tyson had him in a position, he treated him accordingly. And um, he got off, got the good shot off, the last knockout, it was a bit much. And um, I was happy with the stoppage at that time because the fight just was going, they was going back and forth. And the last knockdown, in my opinion, um, I, I'm. I haven't watched the fight on tape yet, but from the corner, it looked like the worst knockdown. And then, you know, the ref caught it off and, you know, a war on war. It was all good, baby. Man, it's something we spoke about off camera and asked you subconsciously um, because of what happened in the second fight and in reference to Mark Breland specifically, is it in your head, does it judge, cloud your judgment about kind of where Deontay is in the fight? And I'll just repeat kind of what you said to me. Um, with the risk of a fallout, because we saw kind of the situation that happened with with Breland and Wilder, and you, you know, you said to me, Mark and Deontay isn't me and Deontay, it's in you and Deontay. Your relationships are completely different. So it's not a case of you guys fall out and never speak again. If you were to have pulled him out, if he was in a position to be pulled out, yeah, that would never happen. Me and Deontay would never fall out and never speak again. Our bond is too tight. As far as with him and Mark, they never had a relationship. Deontay and Mark never talked for more than five minutes on a phone call. Mark and Deontay never took a walk to a corner store. They didn't have no type of dialogue at all besides in the gym. And what did that do, Coog? That mean even when they was in the gym and Deontay would leave the gym, boxing was over, basically. <coughs> boxing was over, basically. So when I came on the board, I made sure and I did my damnedest to make sure that when Deontay left the gym, boxing wasn't over. Uh, whether he was receiving film study, whether he was going over game plan. I just wanted the craft to constantly be in his head. And uh, from what i seen at the beginning of the first couple rounds, first three rounds last night, uh, you could tell he was trying things. He was trying to use the decoys downstairs to the body. He was trying to do the feints. He was succeeding with that stuff. And um, uh, this is stuff that we need to constantly consider continually and repetitiously keep on working on and it'll work out but my relationship with Deontay and Mark relationship with Deontay is two totally different things because Mark and Deontay never had a relationship besides the one that they had me and Deontay we had a relationship we have a relationship that's not just in the gym we we we're it's a totally different thing it's a bond it's a brotherhood and that's what it is so that's something that I'm never I never was concerned with um 
I'm not in the corner thinking, watching him getting hurt, saying if 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 I throw the towel and he's never going to talk to me, like Mark. No, 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 no. That's not the case because whatever issues me and Deontay have, something he don't agree with me with, something, then we'll just combat it out. Then we'll just argue back and forth. Then we'll just, it, but it won't be never. I'm out of his life. He's out of my life. It's not like that. Our bond is too strong. So you're saying to me that if, and like I said, he wasn't, I didn't feel like he was in a position where, I mean, there was moments that people could argue uh, about that, but I'm saying if you felt last night that he needed to be pulled out, you'd make no qualms about about doing that to protect your fighter? No, if I if I felt or seen that he was in a position like that, I'm going to honor his demand, his demand requests and uh, continue to let it go, and I'm allowed a referee to do his job. I'm not going to go against uh, my brother's will. Uh, I'm not going to go against something that me and him have on a consistent basis talked about um, or anything like that. Deontay Wilder is is very, very passionate about going out on his shield. He has set up things outside the ring for his family, and my love for him is extremely genuine. It's coming from a close quarter. It's not coming from a fan's perspective. Because I'm going to tell you this, Coop. If if something happened um, worse, or, or we'll say something happened horrible or with any fighter, and they was to die and it was recorded and it was put up on YouTube, it would have 1,800 million billion views. But people say they don't want to see this kind of stuff. They don't watch this kind of shit. You get what I'm saying? Show me you don't like to see this kind of stuff by not watching the views of if something awful was to happen to a fighter and it was captured. You go to Gerald McKellen and Nigel Benz thing. That, that's awful what happened, but look at the views on it. These are things that people just like to say. But in all actuality, this is the greatest show on earth. People love violence. They pretend to be wholesome. And then they act like they care. They act like it's coming from a genuine place. Not one person in that building cares about Deontay Wilder more than I do last night. Not one. This was the most important job of my life. Deontay trusted me with his life. Um, I was very passionate about it. I gave him everything I got. And I still have more to give him. And we're going to continue to grow and build together in this noble art. Manic, something again we were talking about, which I, 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 I use this reference that if we were watching Deontay Wilder without knowing which round he was fighting in, in round three, and someone said that that was round 10, we wouldn't possibly know the difference. But you said to me that this is how Deontay is. It's not, you shouldn't take that for him uh, showing exhaust, uh, exhaustion or tiredness. Yeah, uh, well, when, when he boxes and when he spars, I, like I said, we all know I've been watching him over the years, been in the ring with him and everything. And and even when he's looking fatigued or even when he's looking tired or ran down, he still have that one hit of critter that could turn everything around. And then all of a sudden he'll get energy. When he's in those positions, it, it's just his body language. And believe it or not, body language is even something that has to be practiced. Um, and that, that, that can only be practiced and drilled in one way. You have to continuously get tired and take yourself to a dark place. We went dark a few times in training camp, but we can go more darker and we can continue to grow more and get him used to that place like that. Uh, like I said, he's not getting younger. Time is going on. He was in it. I'm going to want to break something to you, Deontay Wilder, right, is, is, is everything people say he is. And all of these fights, 41-42, Look at the type of fighter it took to really disturb his run. It took a badass Tyson Fury, who can who, who can considerably be is a legend, but can considerably be one of the best heavyweights of all time, and that could be in any era, and handle himself well in any era. In any era, 
And I feel the same way about Deontay. I think Deontay and Fury could have handled themselves in any era. Any era. They both, in my opinion, possess something that's God-given. Fury is a little bit more uh, uh, which diverse than Deontay, you could say. Um, Deontay is more dynamic and powerful. Um, uh, but all in all, violently, they complement each other very well, and they was matched with each other very well, and this trilogy should have happened. Imagine if the arbitration would have went the opposite way. The fans in the world wouldn't have been able to get that treat last night. You know, I'm, I, I'm thrilled, and um, I'm forever indebted to Deontay for trusting me with his life, for bringing me on board, for seeing the good in me, for seeing the greatness in me. You know, it, blood can't make us no closer, man. I love that, dude. I'll stand by his side forever. I don't want to get into. Um, no, let's get into everything. Okay, the the re okay the re the reasonings for this is what I was going to talk about because it's been spoken about so much. The reasonings for why Deontay believed that he did not win the the, the second fight or the factors against him. Right. Okay, so. I'm not asking you to go through every reason, but would you say the majority of the reasons Deontay gave in Fury Wilder 2, you agreed with? I would say that everything Deontay said, um, he had reason to believe. If it was photos, if it was videos, if it was people sending him things, if it was a track record of the opposition that he was saying these things about. Um, uh, and I believe... he that right there is his given proof or anyone's given proof for anything that they see in pictures, videos, uh, 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 like I said, his opposition history, the things that, that we heard about Fury and, uh, you know, just the allegations and the rumors and everything. And, um, and that's how Deontay felt. And, um, uh, 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 but did you agree with these reasons? That's what I'm asking you. Did you, it was, I will, I will say that there was pictures that look extremely suspect. Um, there was history of Tyson Fury, in my opinion. You go look at the Christian Hammer fight when the gloves was being tampered with, when the thumb was ending, everyone was looking like they was playing a victim. Um, uh, it, 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 certain things, like, there was major suspect and major suspect. And then when you just look at the track record, like, you know, it is what it is, man. But none of that, in my opinion, take the credit away from how good Tyson Fury is purely is as a fighter, as a boxer, as a reflex king. Um, he put weight on, became very physical. His choices in teachers is top shelf. And I mean that, and I'm including Ben Davison, who's, who, who in my opinion doesn't really get the credit he deserved because I guess he was with Tyson. And then people, I don't know, I think like since Ben is a young trainer, especially then, people didn't really like give him his just to. They looked at him like, well, why did Tyson hire him? And, you know, I, Ben has an incredible boxing mind. He's very detailed, he's tactical. He worked with guys good. Before that, it was Peter training him. Uh, Peter fought his father. Fought, so he, he come from a good cloth. Manuel Stewart, him have history, and now he's with the great Sugar Hill, who did a great job training him. I have much respect for him, uh, Sugar Hill. He gave me a call after the fight, and you know, uh, we paid our respect. But during this time, we're not talking at all, and we understand it because this is war, especially this fight, especially. So it is what it is. Just going back to what I was saying there about, you know, you said that um, that aspect of the one of the reasonings why Deontay gave prior uh, after post uh, Fury Wilder two, but. Um, from the costume to the water being spiked, all these reasonings, which at some point um, after the second fight, Deontay outlined as 
factors against him. I'm asking whether you agreed with some of those reasons I've just mentioned there. Yes, he said the costume was heavy. The costume was heavy. I believe that the costume was heavy. Could, if you have a costume on, before the night of a fight when adrenaline is running, you have it on for minutes before you take your walk, can it be a thing? Possibly, yes. Yeah, not, I don't believe none of it was far-fetched or non-reason for him to just say it for no reason at all. It was his first defeat. A lot of things didn't go his way that night. Um, he was under a lot of different circumstances that night, and he felt the way he felt, and he voiced it. And what I like about it the most, it's not like he voiced that and was content or willing to take step-aside money. He voiced that and fought hard in arbitration because he wanted fury. He wanted, he wanted his head on a platter, and he tried to go get it last night. And it didn't play out for us, but he'll be back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. One thing I will agree with, uh, one thing Deontay Wilder said, and it was the whole reasoning behind um, the fallout with, with Mark Breland. And I think last night kind of proved that what Wilder was saying, that he wanted to go out on his shield. If he's going to lose, knock me out. Make me not be able to continue myself. And I think that was testament to what he was saying and why he obviously had the huge issue with brilliant throwing in the towel. Is that a fair comment? Absolutely. He's very, very adamant and passionate about that. And to me, last night, it proved why he felt that way. Because um, he's just one of those guys, man. He know what he's trying to do to you. And if you get him before he gets you and he have to go out on his shield, no matter which way it go, he's fine with that. That's the casualties of war for Deontay. And that's the casualty of war with war. I agree with him. I supported it through training camp. I supported it last night. And I'll stand by his side with whatever decision he make on whatever it is he ever want to do. So, It seemed fight week that Deontay didn't do as much media, uh, do as much interviews as he normally does. Um, aside from his contractual broadcast uh, obligations, it seems like he, he didn't. I mean, this is an observation from the media. Is that is that fair comment or not? Was there a reason why he didn't? openly do interviews as, like he normally does? Uh, I, I believe um, his reasoning for that was um, uh, 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 there was a time that Deontay was constantly doing that, constantly doing that. This was a new, this was new energy in his life. You know what I mean? He just wanted to do things different. He didn't want to give out that much energy to media so his, his quotes and his words could get twisted around. He didn't want to just go about it like that. Silence is golden to him, and, and silence is golden, depending on the way that you use or the perspective that you use it from. He went about it his way, and that's, I supported that as well. <laughs> um, after the fight, Tyson Fury made huge reference in interviews the fact that Deontay Wilder didn't shake his hand right. afterwards. Can you explain to me why... Deontay didn't shake Tyson's hand after that fight. Obviously, he still feel the exact same way he felt before the fight. He feel the exact same way about the issues from the second fight. And that's just how he feel, man. Every man is going to react off whichever way they feel deep inside. Deontay Wilder is my brother. Deontay Wilder is not my son. I can't tell him what to do and what not to do. I can advise him. I can encourage him. I can give him my advice, my perspective, and then he go his way. But he still feel the way he felt. 
he felt about that, and he handled it. He handled it to the level of hit his, of hit, of him being according to that situation. Um, he didn't want to shake his hand. That means he still feels some malice about it, and he went about it in that way. At least, least I, I would say this. At least, you know, at least. How can I put this? At least, I don't want to say at least, take the least away. We all know he's not feeling that way and shaking a hand. Deontay Wilder is acting the way he's really feeling inside. He still feels some way about Tyson Fury. He did want to shake his hand, so he was done with it, you know. I just talked to him. I just gave him a hug, sent him off on the, uh, the jet. He's going back home and rest. I would prefer that we didn't talk about boxing for a while. We talk about all the other cool stuff we talk about. And um, he's just going to rest and come back and whatever it is he want to do, man, we're going to live life. This is a fucking blessing, brother. I started when I was 12 years old. I came in this shit with nothing. You know what I mean? Here I am in the trilogy, one of the biggest fights ever. And I'm the head trainer because my brother believed in me and gave me an opportunity. And we lost to probably one of the greatest heavyweights of all time from any era, Tyson Fury. Is it really shaming that? Like, absolutely, I'll answer absolutely not. Absolutely not, man. Either way, we win. Either way, there's no it, it, Deontay. I, I wouldn't even allow Deontay to put his head down. I told him that last night. I said you have no reason to put your head down. If you think I'm going to allow you to put your head down around me, you out your fucking mind. There's no way. I just don't. I, w I would never allow him to feel down about himself, about giving his all like that, especially at this level with a guy like Tyson Fury. Malik, when this fight was announced, I noticed, um, obviously watching your social media posts, you more so than, than Deontay, obviously Deontay to fight, but it seemed like as a team, you kind of had an attitude like, you're either with us or you're against us. You're on that side or this side. And that seemed like the energy going from your camp. And, and a lot of it coming from you. Why was that? Because I just was looking at, well, first, assumes that the fight was announced. Tyson Fury went on camera, and I, I love it because he's very transparent. He said, fuck Malik Scott in, they both some bitches, and I'll smack both of them. If he didn't say that, I was going to feel the way I felt. But the fact that he said that and the fact that I'm looking at Deontay with a dent in his head and I'm looking at, you know, the court and arbitration one, it's like, oh, not only fuck you, Fury, fuck you too, but fuck everyone that's with you. It's us against y'all. This is war. I'm not in the same exact mode that I was in, we'll say, 72 hours ago. The war is over. We was great. Tyson Fury was greater. If he still say fuck me, then guess what? It's fuck him too. But right now, man, it's all love. We up here doing an interview. Deontay Wilder has set up his life and his family to be secure forever. They both, him and Fury. You know what I mean? I just was head trainer in a fight of that type of magnitude. My first fight, I'm going against Tyson Fury and Sugar Hill. This is my first introduction as a head trainer into this. I'm coming in like this. Like I'm film studying, knowing I'm getting ready for Fury and Sugar Hill. And Sugar Hill coming from Emmanuel Stewart But I'm a, like, bro, I'm, yes. It's going to be very, very sad. I'm not doing nothing but learning. I'm a, a geek and a student of the game, and I love the art, whichever way it comes. Whichever way it come. It was a hell of an experience. Deontay Wilder, I will be forever indebted to him. Forever. This man believed in me with no doubt and, like, bro, seen greatness in me in training camp. I didn't have one issue with him, not one. He's one of the most receptive athletes I've, I've ever been around, especially worked with, and he's a real killer. 
He was in that ring last night trying to send Tyson to the next dimension. And when it was his turn, he took it like a man. And now he's on a private jet going home to a house that he built from scratch. You know what I mean? <laughs> life is good for all of us, Cook. Like, come on, man. Like, you know what I mean, Cook? Like, life is good for all of us, man. Malik, can you um, just touch on this situation regarding uh, the gloves for the, this fight week? And th there was a change of gloves as well at the last minute. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, yes, I believe so. Yep. Okay, so uh, ultimately, was there an issue or was you, as in Team Wilder, including Deontay, please satisfied with the glove situation originally? Um, originally, I, I didn't find out what type of gloves Fury was using until the day of the gloving. When when I seen the picture of the glove, I was like, oh, first of all, they're Paffin. Say it, correct, Paffin? That's how you, Paffin sport gloves. And um, coming out the wrappers, or coming right out, the gloves look tampered with. They look very wrinkly. They look like, you know, just very soft and wrinkly and suspect. Not saying they are, I'm talking about what they look like. So now, by it looking like that, um, outside, we didn't agree. We just, whatever happened. I wasn't there the exact whole time, but it was some no-go in there. So Deontay picked his gloves, and um, yeah, now that was really it, cool. Like he picked his gloves, and that that type of shit right there is like that. That is very imperative, very, very, very. But once the gloves was picked, Deontay was happy, Fury was happy. I was done with it. Like me and Shane was in the room and getting it done, and. You know, it got done, and uh, Sugar Hill came in the room, and me and uh, Shelly and everybody, we got the shit done. I, I just, stuff like that, I'd be happy when it's over with because it lasts, and it takes up too much time. We got the gloves we want. Y'all got the gloves y'all want. Tomorrow is war, and war is what it was. So, Malik, can you um, describe how your relationship with Jay Diaz was during uh, the build-up to this fight and, 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 and last night as well? Well, well, well before last night, Jay Diaz is the architect of all of this right here. Him and Deontay built something from, I mean, when I say scratch, scratch, I'm talking about from the mud, from Tuscaloosa, where they didn't even have a boxing commission there. Deontay and Jay built that there. Jay Diaz is one of the best strategists, camp strategists, one of the best boxing heads I know. I consider him like a big brother. I put him, I really put him high up on the pedestal. He, you know, he hate when I do this, but uh, most people that have things to say about JDs, they couldn't carry his jockstrap when it comes to boxing information and being a boxing encyclopedia and strategizing a camp and managing a fighter. The man promoted over, I think, 101 boxing shows. 101, 101 boxing shows on his own independently. Our relationship is extremely close. It's, it's almost like me and Deontay. I call Jay for everything. Like my relationship with these guys is beyond boxing. Beyond boxing. When I need advice and things was getting a little hectic for me in training camp, I called Jay and how do I go about this? I finally seen what you was going through, Jay. How do I go about it? He'd give me his advice. We had pushed forward. Days that I was down in camp, he'll pick me up because camp wasn't always, always perfect. You know what I mean? Had our ups and downs, and our ups and downs mean times that, uh, let me think of an up and down. No, it wasn't really, now that I'm thinking. Deontay was so receptive and just was doing everything I asked and everyone that asked. JD's was incredible, you know, constantly leading me the right direction always. Um, he's a very, very good friend, brother of mine. 
um, someone that I look up to. He's like my big brother, brother. Like I love Jay, and yeah, he, yeah, very, very good man, very good man, and humble with his information. He's very, most people that have that kind of information about a, a, a craft, they put it all out there. JD's is, is another form of an encyclopedia when it comes to boxing. When it comes to being a humanitarian, he's one of the best people you can ever meet. Malik, obviously we've not, I don't know whether Deontay's given official comment. I don't know. I saw some loose quotes. I don't know where they came from. Yeah. To your understanding, has he given an interview since last night to any, whether it's online outlet or wherever, because I, I just heard a few things that, and, but I'm not 100% sure they've come from Deontay or not. Can you clarify if he's spoken? Um, I, I, don't, I don't know if he's spoken, but um, uh, I, I can't uh, quote nothing that he said or something that somebody say yeah, he yeah. said or anything like that. But I've talked to him, and um, you know his spirits is, is up. Of course, he's disappointed. He's a prideful man. You know, he wanted to take home the title back uh, and become two-time heavyweight champion because that was the mission. Um, uh, I'm very. Excuse me. I'm very optimistic, even though I could be pes a pessimist a lot of times too. So Deontay is not like me when it comes to that, because I'll literally look at him like right now. I just looked at him and smiled. I said, Deontay Wilder, you know what a man, brother. You gave the world a hell of a show last night. You and Fury all did, and I want to thank you for what you did for me and you know what I mean, everything like that. And um, uh, uh, he just he's in a good space. Of course, he's disappointed disappointed you know he said he should have did this right should have did that right you know same you know defeat talk when you realize it's, it's more you could have done or ways you could have went about certain things and stuff like that but he's in a very good space man he's on a jet now going home and um i'm gonna talk to him tonight head back down to alabama i'm gonna go back down there i'll be down there in 72 hours i'm gonna hop on a plane go down there and just chill at the house and stay with him and, and you know be with my brother how i was before this this is what we really do cool got relationship you know what I mean? When this is boxing is long and going out of our lives, you know, you guys will see me and Deontay somewhere smoking cigars and talking and being old with gray hair or no hair in my case. Malik, I know you obviously you're active on social media. You, you, you've seen people kind of cynical people kind of saying, you know, um, you know, what will the excuses be this time? Look, to your knowledge, to your knowledge, um, from your perspective, and obviously you've been talking to Deontay, can you think of anything that was a factor to why Deontay Wilder wasn't successful last night. Can you think of anything right now, the morning after? And I'm not saying because you're not Deontay saying it to me. I'm saying from a, from, from, a from your perspective. Can you think of anything that whatever it could be was a factor why it didn't quite click with Deontay last night? Uh, from my perspective at this moment right now, they both went to war. And like I said, we was great and Tyson Fury was greater. But I'm saying that from a perspective and I haven't watched the fight yet at home. So once I watch the fight uh, online and I go over it, I will be able to give you a much better answer than I would be able today though. But like right now, I can't do that because I'm in, I, just being in there is a rush. I enjoyed it though, Cook. Like I really enjoyed th that position. It was a rush though, but I have to watch it online. I'm mean, on, you know, film and break it down and then I have some stuff for you. Okay, I like that. I like that. Because that's fair comment to because the fight was literally 12 hours ago. Yeah, so yeah, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it's good. I appreciate that. Um, I don't know whether, I don't know what sort of question this is, but I'll ask anyway. Is there any, any suggestion that 
we wouldn't ever see Deontay Wilder in the ring again? Um, I seriously doubt that. Um, I seriously, seriously doubt that. But if that is the case and that should so happen, then like I said, he put the work in him. He's set himself and his family up enough that Deontay don't have to fight. That's the only reason why I'm saying I, I doubt that or I'm not certain because this, we, we're talking about an individual that don't have to do this to make a living. You know what I mean? We're talking to somebody that's really financially set up secure. So, like, you know, we'll see, Gook. Like, that's another question. Like, we'll see because retirement is not, like, in our plans at all or in his plans, you know. Um, that's not something we discuss. You know, we just know last night that we fought a, a, a very, very, very before last night. I was, I, I, I was, I, my quote with Fury tons of times to the media was like we're not going against a good fighter we're going against a very 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 good fighter and after last night i have to give him his credit and call him a damn great fighter um and i give him sugar hill um his family and i wish him all the best man like i seriously do uh war is war um if we ever have to do it again if him and they do it four or five more times i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Well, this was the fight that no one wanted. That's what I'm trying to no say. No one wanted to see, see this fight. Who wants to see Fury Wilder again? <laughs> Who That's wants to see saying. that? Yeah, yeah. No one was saying that last night. Absolutely. Well, apart from Tim Witherspoon, actually, who who wasn't impressed with the fight last night, in my interview. Yeah, I had an issue with Tim. I'm gonna tell you why. And this and this comes with life, and this comes with me knowing how human beings are. Because in my opinion, you have levels of humans. You have boxing humans, people that's in the boxing world, and then you have just general life humans people in the boxing world are really could be scumbag type of humans right and i'm gonna give you an example of this since i've been a kid i have done nothing but gave tim witherspoon respect watched his fights you know used to beg to go to his fights from my uncles and stuff like that um when i was a, a, a beginning at the pro moving around I, I think we boxed two rounds it was good rounds i cherish those rounds because it's tim witherspoon heavyweight champ before you know what i mean as years go on, we kept in touch through Facebook from time to time. For this fight, you know, kept in touch. Just to, I mean, sending a little stuff on Facebook and everything like that. As soon as we go to the grand rival, uh, I hear somebody say, Malik, what's up, man? I see him from a distance. I'm with my team. I'm handling something for Deontay. I leave Deontay and the team. I go over there and salute him. What's up, OG? How you doing, man? Glad you're here, man. You're a part of this. Wooty wop wop so then, as time go on, people telling me, yo, did you hear the questions that Tim Witherspoon was asking at the thing to Deontay? It was kind of like he was minimizing you in some kind of way. I'm like, ah, you know how these old, older <coughs> legends is. They do, they minimize a little bit of anything. So then, I, someone seen me a Fight Hot video. Tim Witherspoon is in a Fight Hot video telling me, man, Malik is this, Malik is that, Malik ain't all of that. I used to spar him. We, what the fuck? You used to, you sparring me for two rounds one time have to do with me being a head trainer for my brother in this championship fight. What do why, why are you belittling me in any kind of way? One, I pull like you are OG to me and I've always respect you for that. Two, we're from the same city. You should be just happy to see me in a winning position and striving for greatness the way I have always done to you since I was a kid. 
people sending me videos of him like you because you got levels of haters too you got people that hate directly then you have people that hate with a left hand and they give left-handed compliments and stuff like that it came across like tim witherspoon is a part of that crew so i sent him a very very kind um straight to the point message and i told him Brother, I used to admire you when I was a kid, but now that I see that our respect for each other is different, I'm going to from now on treat you accordingly. So, like I'm saying this here. Sorry. The card ran out, so just picking this back up. So, just going from the comment, you was telling us that you'd sent Tim Witherspoon a message. And I just told Tim, like, from now on, man, I I've respected you since I was a kid. I always gave you, because, you know, you're OG, so I always respected him. But I'm telling him in the message, like, bro, we don't have the same the respect for each other. And I don't mind that. Just treat me accordingly when you see me. Don't, like, minimize me when you get in front of these cameras. But then when you see me, you say, hey, Malik Scott, just don't do that. Don't, I don't do I'm not good with the fake shit, man. People will tell you anywhere in the world, Malik Scott is this, Malik Scott is that. I'll be called any kind of name, a shit house. Yeah, I think he took a dive against Wilder. Man, you see him and his girl naked, how he smokes cigar, everything that humans say. One thing a motherfucker would never tell you about me, cool, is that he's not genuine. Whatever he say he mean, he mean what he say. You get, if he's wrong, he's gonna say he's wrong, he's wrong. Don't come, don't do that fake human shit with me, man. That man literally called me. I was with Deontay and the team. I'm hearing somebody, Malik. I go over there, oh, it's Tim. I go over there to salute him, give him love. Three hours later, people sending me videos of him minimizing me, basically. Brother, not only, I don't want to turn it into like, not only are you a brother, we from the same race, but in this case, we from the same city. We come from the same, sort of from the same cloth. You OG, I always respect you. Whatever it is you feel about me in any kind of way, which I don't know how, you supposed to at least be, well, we're going to say I think it's going to be a good fight, but I'm leaning towards Fury. I don't want no one to say, I don't have a problem with people th thinking before this fight that Deontay was going to lose. Just being derogatory, m minimizing, being disrespectful with the predictions, like, stop all that. And if you is going to be like that, just treat me accordingly when you see me. Don't come approaching me with all that you know, showing your teeth and smiling and without giving me hugs. Stop doing that. I don't do that, man. I'm too genuine for that. So I really didn't respect him for doing that, man. And I still don't. If I was to see him right now and I would walk right past him from now on, I'll, I'll treat him accordingly. So if he's watching this, I would hope he wouldn't see me now and say, yo, Malik, because it's not that kind of party. He don't get that respect for me no more. And not just him, anyone that's like that. Anyone that's any human. I don't really do the human playing game thing. If we're going to be cool, we're going to be cool. Don't be cool with me right here and get on these cameras and try to minimize me because next time I see you, I'm going to make it very uncomfortable for you. And that's for Tim Witherspoon and that's for anybody else. Cut that fake shit out, man. Treat me accordingly. If you fuck with me, you fuck with me. If you don't, just keep walking when you see me. You ain't got to scream my name or come up to me and talk. And Don't do all of that. It's just the, the fake shit that go on. Humans. Humans, cool. Be an odd guy. Yeah, man. Like, be, I'm myself. If I mess with somebody, I mess with them, cool. Like, you know what I mean? Am I mad at Shane Fury? Shane Fury didn't call me shit houses. He didn't call Chris Bates all kind of names. He, no, I ain't mad at Shane Fury. I admire Shane Fury for riding for his brother like that because I'm a ride for my brother like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? This is not personal. This is just war. After it's over, Salute to Fury, salute to Shane, salute to Sugar Hill and all of them. Deontay Wilder will be back in any form that he wants to be. 
and any, he's a champion in life already. If he wants to, you know, continue on with this, we're going to continue together. If not, then, like I said, you all can find us somewhere by the pool or some at a resort or some on, you know, having a cigar and being old men together, man, just chilling and enjoying life. Malik, final one, final one. And this might be too early to even answer this, but is the, the immediate goal, whenever that is, is it to reclaim the heavyweight title? Absolutely, absolutely. Or, let me just finish the question first. Or is it for Deontay to be in the biggest fights possible? Or a combination of the both? Very good question, Goo. That's, that's, that's good. That's very good right there. <laughs> yeah. um, I would say it's a bit of both. Because to me, Deontay Wilder is a big-time fighter. You know what I mean? It's not just about... It's about he created this thing with his knockout ratio, and, it be, and then it went to his fashion. Then it went to what's he going to wear to the ring? Who's going to bring him out? What kind of music he listened to? Wow, look at his girlfriend. He really created a, a, a cloud of entertainment around him. Deontay Wilder is a big-time boxing. Like, he doesn't really belong down. I don't want to, no, I do want to say that. He really doesn't belong down there with those other guys. Even if they're so-called whatever you could say better, some people would say. Deontay Wilder need to be in high-level fights like last night. High-level. Main events. Packed people. Celebrities all over the place talking about him, coming out to see him. This is the kind of fighter he is. High-level entertainment fighter. And why is that? Not because he talks good all the time. Not because he looks good all the time. Not because he smells good. Because any given time in the fight, he could knock you out. And people love violence. Even the ones that try to pretend like they don't. Um, actually, I've got one more question for you. Rank me your top four heavyweights in the world today. Okay. Ain't no order, no particular order. No, we need an order. That's the whole key of it. That's the, yeah. Right now, you have to go with Gypsy. You have to go with the Gypsy King. Only fair. Only fair. Because he just, he beat us yesterday. Um, uh, then Deontay Wilder. Um, and I'm only going off of, don't forget, technicalities of what's fair. Tyson Fury, right now today, Deontay Wilder. Usek, Anthony Joshua. But let me say this. Dylan White is like In the five. If, oh, we'll chuck a five in. That's no problem. Oh, yeah, let's chuck a five. You, know, you got Dylan White right there. Will we see that fight? Because that's a fight that we would want to see. That's a fight that I would pay my personal money to go see. I'll, I'll, I'll pay. It's a couple fights that would get my money, and Dylan White is in both of them. Dylan White and Joe Joyce, I'm giving my money to the Ticketmaster. Ticket they getting whatever. Dylan White, Deontay Wilder. Dylan, and it's not everybody Dylan White fight I'm paying that for. It's just those certain violent type of guys that Dylan White fight, I'm going to pay to watch that. Because he, he he gets he gets up really get up for that when he feels are you a threat, Dylan. That's why I hope and I know he is. I know he's taking Wallen serious, but I believe that um, uh, 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 Wallen is a good fight for him as well. But I believe Dylan is going to win. But I think it's a good fight. It's a fight that someone can see be like, I wonder why Dylan would take this fight because of Southpaw. The guy gave Fury hell. His goal really should be to stop him. This in a statement, the way how he did Lucas Brown. So we'll see if Dylan could do that. He's another one of my favorites, though, man. But if he's against us, 
on the other side of the ring and I'm with, you know, my crew with the Wilder and it's us. And then at that time, it's war. It's not personal. That would be an interesting press conference. Absolutely, man. It's not personal, man, because you got to realize if people are, are saying, criticizing Deontay Wilder real hard about him and Tyson Fury war last night, then there's no way y'all respect Dylan for going to war with AJ that time that he did at the O2 Arena and gave it his all and went out on his shield. There's no way y'all do. Like, it's just no way. Sorry, I keep saying one more, but I've got one question. Just comparing how Deontay Wilder's mental state was after the second fight compared to this one, I'm going to say something and you tell me if I'm, I'm um, correct or not correct. So I'm assuming that Deontay Wilder will be able to deal with this defeat a lot more comfortable than the second one because of the manner of the defeat as opposed to how it happened in the second fight. That it, what it, like like I said to you earlier, if he wanted, if he was gonna lose, he was gonna lose that way how he lost last night. So it's gonna say easier. I'm just saying for him that he's already been through that before. This is gonna be a rebuilding process to a certain degree, but he he's already been there, so he kind of knows what to do. Right. I definitely definitely will say Deontay Wilder would much rather go out last night than how it was took away from him in the second fight, and. For his mentality, for what he can settle for, of some sense of this defeat, deep, deep down, he doesn't mind. If this how I gotta go out, I'd rather go out like this. He felt, he felt, he just felt as though that last fight, he didn't really get to show people what he's really, really made of, and not just power. He wanted to show people he's made of passion, grit, heart, um, like. You know, he really he he's, he, he wanted to, he wanted people to, to just see his reaction when the chips are down and how he's willing to go out fighting and go out on his shield. And you have to commend that, you know. And and that goes for the people that that you know that so much care about him so much, and the people that don't want to see him hurt, and the people all that fake shit. Deontay Wilder put his life on the line so people could be entertained, so he could take care of his family. That's very very rare, very rare his type of heart for this sport. You know, it takes heart to get in the ring, right? Yes, that's cool. But it takes heart to put your life on the line. I know tons of people that get in that ring. It's millions of, bro, I got in that ring how many times or how many times did I dance and prance and just use a jab? Yeah, all right, give me credit for getting in the ring. But did I bring my ass? What did I really, was I really willing to put it on the line? That's the difference. Deontay Wilder is getting in that ring, trying to see you to the next dimension, but also, he can deal with the fact if it's, if it's his time to go out on his shield too. So that's another misconception. Yeah, it takes heart to get in that ring. It do, but it's even levels to that. It's levels to that. And, and, and I even give Dylan White that kind of credit too when it comes to that, and Tyson Fury. I can't give the same person that get in the ring the same credit I give a Tyson Fury for getting in the ring, getting knocked down two times by the hardest punch in the history of the sport, getting up, fighting the hardest punch in the history of the sport three times. Don't nobody, just because you get in the ring, you don't get that credit that someone like that get. Deontay Wilder fighting the toughest guys in his career two or three times. Ortiz was his toughest guy at that time. He took him on twice. Fury is the toughest guy. He took him on three times. Fury and Deontay are different kind of human beings. You know what I mean? They really, really built for war in, in, a, in a real, real sturdy way, man. Real sturdy way. Okay. Well, listen, Malik, I'm going to let you 
get on with your day. I much appreciate you giving this time. This is an interview I really wanted to do this morning because I wanted to get your insight on on last night because it, it, it was it was I think everyone who was there and watching at home, whether you were like I said on BT or and it was a deserving trilogy. I mean, you know what I mean by deserving? Like in my opinion, I always use the example: Ty, Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield. In my opinion, is not a deserving. I, I didn't. I, don't, I didn't want. I don't. I didn't have to see that three times. Because Tyson wasn't never in the fight to me with Holyfield. These two guys knocked each other down. These two guys had a draw. These two guys been chasing each other for years. These two guys was prophesied by Emmanuel Stewart. It was deserving, man. And it was a war. It was an unbelievable night. And uh, like I said, we haven't seen, I suppose, the nearest heavyweight fight. We've seen that was the AJ Klitschko fight, which was uh, an up and down kind of fight uh, as well. But um, these fights are a rarity, unfortunately, in, in, this, in this division still. So that was... Definitely one of the best fights anyone would have seen. So, Malik, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. Much appreciate a lot of your time this morning. And, uh, yeah, listen, just whatever's next is next. I'm sure you guys will go back and uh, move on, as we do in life. Where the chips fall, baby. Life is good. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.